Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we dove into issues and limitations that we see in a lot of companies' search strategy and their marketing strategy in general when they're really just focused on primarily in-market buyers, right? So we talk about issues with demand, we talk about issues with competition, we talk about issues with uh, search volume and how you can overcome them. And these are challenges that we see a lot of companies face you know, every day with the companies that we work with, clients that we have ourselves. So hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. If you do, please give us a like, subscribe to the podcast so that you're in tune with future episodes. Let's jump right in. All right, Taylor. So everyone in the marketing world know they have to do advertising. They have to leverage content marketing, SEO, paid search, and things of that nature. That's not a foreign concept anymore. But what we do tend to see is how they try to photocopy the idea that may have worked at a company that has an established market, you know, sufficient amount of demand. People are actively looking for their service or products. They've done Google ads and they're just trying to adapt that same strategy at a different company and then yep. saying, well, why isn't this, this working? So we see this happening on a consistent basis. So we want to tackle that topic and why that could be the, the case, what could be the root cause. Absolutely. We see this all the time. And as you mentioned, what might work for one company, uh, if you're a marketer at a company and then you, you know, you have success and you go to another company, you kind of just try to carbon copy that strategy at your new company. And what we see is a big, you know, misunderstanding or a big missed, you know, opportunity is companies not truly understanding uh, their market, right? And so if you think about when companies start to, you know, invest into marketing, it's really because they're trying to generate sales, right? They're trying to generate revenue and whatever their traditional sales channels or avenues uh, that they've you know, done historically are not working, right? This is what we see with companies, software companies. We see this in manufacturing space all the time, a lot in the B2B space where companies have created a new product or service or uh, branching into a new product category. They say, well, we need to create some marketing. We need to create some buzz uh, around what we have to offer. So they understand that point, yet they try to use solutions that are typically best suited for more mature markets. And what I mean by that is you have to look at the existing demand, right? So search is always something that companies go to first because, you know, they look at Google AdWords, they look at, you know, they hear about things like performance marketing, and they want to look at, you know, how much money did I spend? And then immediate gratification of how many leads did I generate and how many of those turned into customers. But if you don't have a ton of existing demand, right, if you look at your total addressable market, even even if you have an addressable market that understands your product and understands your solution, and there is existing demand, there's going to be a small percentage, you know, three to 5% of that total addressable market that at any given point is actively in a buying cycle and actively online searching. So if that total addressable market is even smaller or the awareness is smaller, right? You might have a huge total addressable market, but the awareness about your product or solution is relatively small. No one's searching for it, right? So you can't go to market with your marketing strategy of let's, you know, spend X amount of dollars on Google ads and let's, you know, optimize for search terms from bottom of the funnel because you've created a product or solution that no one is is actively searching for. So the first thing you have to do is really understand how mature your market is in the sense of the awareness of your solution. And then use tools, use, you know, SEMrush, use Ahrefs, use even Google search trends to look at 
how many people a month are actually searching for your solution. And, you know, if you come up with, you know, 10, 15, 20 keywords and each of them only has, you know, 10 searches a month, uh, you can't expect to get 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 visitors a month because the search volume just isn't there. So what we want to talk about today is how can we combat that, right? What can we do if we've created this great product or we've created this great solution, we have a revolutionary way of doing business and all we need is people to know about us, right? All we need is some awareness. So Sam, what are some of the strategies that companies out there can implement if there isn't a ton of search volume for their product or service? Yeah, I think the number one thing they need to understand is if they are coming with some sort of a revolutionary idea or a paradigm shift in their in the way have people have solved a business challenge, right? They need to start talking about that paradigm shift. I think one example that I can give is like, I don't know if, uh, if anyone who's listening is aware of like Drift, which is a software company that provides uh, conversational marketing tools. They kind of pioneered this whole concept of chatbots uh, as a better way of communicating and engaging with a visitor that comes to the website. So they came up with this idea that said, hey, MQLs are dead, forms are dead. People like real-time conversations, you should consider doing chatbots. So they created ebook. They even published a book, I think it's called MQLs Are Dead. So now you are teaching the market about this whole concept because th- nobody even knew the term conversational marketing. Nobody was actually going and Googling for that term. So if they were going to wait for Google ads to work, drive new customers, they're probably not going to see much, much progress, right. but they had to come into market teaching the customers a new way to do something, right? They all knew they have to generate leads. It's not like nobody knew that, hey, I have websites, I have visitors, I need to convert them into leads but they just telling them a new way to convert visitors, which was mostly through conversational marketing. Right. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. I think Drift, when they first came out, if they would have leveraged that same playbook that maybe you know some of their marketers had used in the past, you would have looked at, okay, let's spend money on Google keywords for AI chatbot and chat conversion tools and live chat conversion tool, right? And all these search terms that... They weren't happening. I mean, people just weren't searching and it would have been very, very slow climb to try to get customers at that rate, right? So they had to, rather than try to capture that existing demand, demand that just simply didn't exist, they had to focus on creating awareness and demand. So what you do there, what we're talking about, right? We talk about awareness really goes hands in hand with education, right? If you look yourself in the mirror and you ask, well, what do we do? What do we need to do? You need to educate your market you need to introduce them to a problem that maybe they didn't know they have and then show them your solution and how it can benefit them, how it can help them accomplish whatever goals that they're accomplishing, right? So how we do that is, again, through educational content creation and and distribution. Search can still be a viable option to promote that content, but you have to look at all the avenues of where our customers are and where they are consuming content. So yes, of course, people are going to Google, they're asking questions. Rather than just focusing on the bottom of the funnel, we have to look at top of the funnel research-related keywords, right? If you use the same example of Drift, probably people are searching about improving conversion rates, conversion rate optimization. Maybe people are searching about chatbots at that time, but not certainly not you know AI chatbots and you know removing forms and like you said, MQL is dead. All those type of things people certainly were not searching for. So there's educational content around marketing right? Sort of tangential topics that you can cover because ultimately you understand who your persona is, is is a marketer, is a digital marketer, somebody who does care about increasing the quality of leads, providing a better user experience on the website. You can provide a lot of content around 
other topics, right? How to improve your, I mean, it could be anything related to digital marketing, how to, you know, could have been content around Google AdWords and conversion rates, could have been content around organic search, could have been content around industry statistics for what conversion rates should be, could be content around sales and marketing alignment and how to improve that communication and that relationship between sales and marketing. All of those topics are related to that audience that you can use to attract visitors to the website that people might be searching for from a top of the funnel or middle of the funnel type search. The other thing you have to look at is, well, how do we actually not just rely on people going to Google and search? How do we reach our our target market? How do we reach our personas through additional channels? So again, where are our customers consuming information? Well, I would assume that they're on social media. What platforms are they active on? I would assume that they're looking at YouTube, watching videos on YouTube. I would also assume that they're reading industry uh, publications, right? There's what are the go-to websites, publications, newsletter subscriptions, directories, whatever that may be in your industry where you go to find information or find a vendor or whatever that may be. Traditional, you know, efforts would be something like a, a trade show, right? Are there are there opportunities for you to get in front of your audience at a trade show? Maybe if you're in more of a manufacturing or industrial space, uh, these are still very relevant opportunities. So you have to look at, okay, who are our customers? What do they care about? What's important to them? Where are they? And then what's going to be the most effective medium or format of that content in order to articulate your message? So we can't just rely on, again, the same, okay, well, we're going to search, so we're going to write a blog, or we're going to have a product page, or we're going to optimize our website for search. A blog could be great, but that depends on the topic that you're trying to cover, right? Maybe you need a podcast, maybe you need a video, maybe you need an infographic, maybe you need a series of clips, video clips, short video clips that create some sort of a dialogue on, on social media, right? So in order for you to create that awareness, again, it just falls down to education. The, the mechanics are still the same. It's still content creation and distribution, but you can't simply rely on, on one channel, right? There's only a handful of companies, industries that you could look at that say they're in that sweet spot of there's enough demand that we can just rely on bottom of the funnel search, but there's not too much competition that we can't compete, right? There's a sweet spot right there that there's enough demand that you're going to get the traffic if you just focus on one instance of people knowing exactly what they're searching for, going to Google searching, and we can capture that demand, either paid search or organic search. But again, if there's too much competition in that space, you may not have the budget to compete with Google ads, or you may not be able to take the necessary time that's required to compete with them organically because you're so far behind or there's so many competitors. I mean, there's only three spots organically that are going to benefit you really when it comes to search. So if there's 50 competitors that are much bigger and much more sophisticated in terms of the marketing than you, that's an uphill battle as well. So if you're in that sweet spot, great. But for everybody else, we have to get creative and we have to make sure that we're playing in every channel that our customer may be and that we're aligning our marketing messaging and strategy with the way that our customers will actually make purchase decisions. And again, if your market isn't mature enough that there's a ton of search volume at that bottom of the funnel level, well, we have to start looking at top of the funnel, middle of the funnel. We have to look at other channels, like I mentioned, social media, email marketing, podcast videos. And I understand that's a lot, right? Because uh, it, it's it's not just one motion. We have a lot of different channels and a lot of different ways we have to create content, but that's the world that we live in today. So you need to adapt to you know this new medium. And it's 
you know, there could be another platform that comes out tomorrow, right? That we have to learn and understand. And, you know, if it gains traction, we have to, to focus on how do we gain some visibility on, on that platform as well. So I would actually add to that, you know, as we're talking, maybe not just, you know, if there's not enough demand, like I said, if there's too much competition, you have to follow the same playbook, right? Because if you can't afford to compete uh, with Google ads, or you can't afford to wait 12, 18, 24 months to start reaping the benefits of, of bottom of the funnel SEO searches, or there's too, just too much competition to even try to differentiate yourself, you have to look at, well, well how do we, as you mentioned, shift, make a paradigm shift? How do we challenge the norm? Where are our customers? Where can we be active? And what can we do to separate ourselves from the pack? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of good points that you brought up. Obviously, if the search volume isn't there, then you're if you're putting all your eggs into this one basket of uh, I'm going to win with you know Google Ads, just focus on bottom of funnel search term, then you're you're just not going to have enough inquiries coming in to help you reach your revenue targets. On the other extreme is like you have enough demand and there's also a lot of competition it's a because of that business, right? Now you're you just don't have enough budget to compete with that, the other competitors in the market. Yeah. But then you also talked a little bit about the content. I think the, the, the best way to look at it in terms of how do you, it is a daunting task to create content for every different platform. But if you think about it, content really comes down into you know, just a couple of different formats, right? You have the videos, you have the static images, you have text, and then you have audio. So if you just focus on maybe just creating videos, they can easily be transcribed into a blog post and can be uh, turned into audio-only files. And then you can also trim them down to a smaller post. And you can also take just clips from it and then turn them into a small sort of post, right? So I think maybe just focus on one type of medium to create the content and figuring out how to translate them into other formats, I think would be more efficient to tackle that content problem. One other thing that I would mention, I had a recent uh, interaction with someone who just acquired an, an uh, culture. They, they do cultural, uh, I think like culture and you know diversity inc inclusion, all these different topics. They train employees of uh, multinational organizations and that's what their business is. And they have like 25 different PhDs in their company. It's a pretty large organization. And they have a lot of industry insights. They've been around for 40 some years uh, and they have so much uh, industry knowledge. So I was talking with the founder and I was actually asking him, like I said, how do you guys reach the customers? She, she said, oh, well, we've been around for so long. You know, former employees of a, you know, a, a chief a, you know, HR person would leave this one company and go to another company. She would take us with him, with her to the to new company. So, and that's how we've grown year over year, 40%. I said, well, what else are you doing? You have so much insights. You said you've 
40 years of insights, you have PhDs on staff, what kind of industry stats or any sort of uh, reports? She's like, yeah, we have a lot of information. Like, you know, you know, manufacturing companies with, you know, 90% of the manufacturing companies are run by, you know, 40, you know, whatever, 47 year old white male or whatnot. She's, she just gave me all these stats. I said, those are all insights that you can easily leverage yeah. to create content because if people knew how are these organizations structured, what are some of the limitations and, you know, how those organizations aren't really welcoming to people of, you know, minority or whatnot, right? All these different things that she was telling me about. I said, that's insight that you have that you're holding to your chest, but you're not really sharing. I said, is any of this stuff public? And are you sharing any of this? No, we just share this information with our customers. So the problem is a lot of companies think that that insight is, so it's, you know, our trade seeker, we don't want to disclose it, but those are the nuggets that you can possibly share to get people to, uh, to kind of start seeing things in a different world in a different way. And then kind of come to you as the expert to say, well, we have some of these issues that you address on your videos. Maybe you can help us solve this challenge in our organizations. So one of the things that I think people need to start to recognize is get out of this mindset. Like we have to keep our trade secrets to ourselves. You know, we don't want it to share with our, the world all our ideas or what we do and how our, what our unique way of solving business challenges. You got to get out of that mindset and be more open. People like that genuine open conversation and content that you create that they can relate to and gravitate toward and come to find you as a trustworthy advisor to solve whatever the challenge that they may have. Yeah, ton of great points there. You know, as we talked about earlier, with the company having to make, uh, you know, the positioning is a paradigm shift, right? Their messaging is a paradigm shift. As marketers, we also have to make a paradigm shift and mentally say, stop, you know, in this scenario, right, that we're talking about, Rather than say, well, how do we generate leads? We need to ask the question, how do we educate our market, right? Because if, if everything you're doing is just focusing on educating your market, exactly like you said, answering questions that they have, introducing solutions to problems that they have, that's going to be your marketing strategy, right? You're going to ask your question, well, how do we educate your mar- our market? Well, here's topics that we know that we need to, to cover. How do we explain this, right? As you, as you start to try to you know, it's like the saying of like the best way to, to learn something is to teach it, right? I mean, that's kind of what you're you're trying to do is you're going to answer your own questions by, well, how do we educate our market? I mean, it's going to become pretty obvious that creating a, a one-page brochure is not going to be the best way to educate your market because you're going to quickly ask yourself, well, how are people going to find this, right? Are we going to be able to hand deliver this to everyone in our addressable market, right? And is this going to accurately articulate everything that we have to offer, right? If we had one shot, at educating our market, would this be the best way to do it? And you know, you're going to find that digital, of course, is the best way to do that at scale because it's certainly a one-to-many approach. But you're going to look at different channels and different formats and different mediums for each of those topics, right? And as you mentioned, if that becomes overwhelming, uh, well, then start with what you can control, right? And start with one medium, and uh, you know, if you can do it, something like what we're doing here is, you know, one channel or one medium rather that can be broken down and share into different channels, right? If you can create like a video that can then be chopped up into audio pieces, video pieces can be shared on social media, you leverage an email marketing, you know, there's a lot of different channels just from one piece of content. So I think those are great points. And again, as marketers, we need to make that same paradigm shift and, and just understand how do we educate our, our customers, our potential customers, rather than how do we just generate leads, especially just trying to muster uh, and create uh, bottom of the funnel leads out of nowhere if there isn't that demand or that demand doesn't exist. 
Yeah, exactly. So if you're all, all the whole focus you have is on in market buyers, then you're limiting your ability to increase your market share because it's all comes down to the demand. So you have to either find a way to create more demand and that's usually comes through the form of education and or you better have a substantial amount of money to capture as much of the demand is out there. And you can't complain about Google ads being expensive at that stage. Absolutely. Well, if you have questions around your industry, your product that you're trying to promote, um, and you're curious about whether or not uh, there's enough demand that, you know, bottom funnel search is going to be a viable option for you. If you need to expand into some other channels and some other areas, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, please reach out to us. Let us know. We'd be happy to answer any of your questions, of course, uh, free of charge. And, and we'd love to consult with you about your business. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like, subscribe to the channel, share it with a friend or a colleague and tune in for our next episode. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.